we've been doing the Ten Commandments. Uh, we've been doing a lot of them, actually. We're, we're up to six. No, we're up to seven today. We've done six. We've done no other gods before me, no graven images or likenesses. Don't make wrongful use of my name. Remember the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall not moida. Uh, so uh, the last one was kind of easy, you know, I mean, it's kind of a given. But one thing that we've been trying to do um, is to take the messages and these uh, commandments and give them maybe a different, a different spin, or not, not a different spin, but just a different angle. You know, you, you think about like even when we were filming here, we have cameras that take different angles of things like that. And I th think it's important for us to visualize the, uh, the Bible the same way, to be able to take uh, one look at it, but then able to take another look at it from time to time. And that's uh, hopefully one of the things that we're going to do today with the next commandment, which is, you shall not commit adultery. Now. That also seems like a given, right? Uh, Connie, I see you just saying, yeah, yeah, I'll kill him. Um, but it is, a, we, we, we like to look at these as, uh, as rules, as things that are just don't do this and all of this kind of stuff. But I want us to take another angle at this. I want us to look at this differently. Let's consider that uh, adultery is bad. It is something that hurts people. It is a way of uh, where it, it, it has been known throughout time to uh, destroy relationships, to uh, hurt people, uh, to break down communication and trust, to lead people down paths that are hard for them to get back onto another path. Let's just say that it's one of those things like... Uh, that you shall not murder. It's one of those things that you can look at and say, yeah, I get it. We, we, we shouldn't do that. And that's the message that uh, God was trying to teach people. He's trying to give us rules that actually make us better for each other. Not only better for each other, but also better in communication with God. And so the people at this time... They are carrying this message of a monotheistic God, the love of God. They've just experienced it, and now they are carrying that forward for us. Have you ever thought about that? That the things that you do today, who you are today, the paths that you choose today are carrying things forward to other generations. We're not just here for ourselves. We are here for the people that will be born years to come. The things that we do today have an impact. They have a, last, a lasting endurance. And if we are focusing on the good, we pass that forward. And if we are focusing on the bad, we pass that forward too. And so God is with these folks back here, and he's saying, treat people with respect. Treat each other with respect and honor each other. Don't lie to each other. Don't cheat on one another. Don't break down that communication, but treat each other with respect and carry that forward, carry that message forward. But sometimes we think that we look at some of the things in the Bible and the things that we think that we're carrying forward are not the message that God gave us. Sometimes we have used pieces of the Bible as a way 
of causing harm to people. We've used pieces of the Bible as a way of keeping people outside of the church. The church itself is uh, nationwide, it's dwindling. Uh, church attendance is uh, failing, it's going down. Churches are closing every year. People ask why that's happening. Sometimes they think it's because of uh, people finding other things to do, and people always love to blame sports on Sundays. Sometimes we have to look inside the church for the problems. Sometimes it's not on the ball field. Sometimes it's the way we treat each other inside the church. Sometimes it's the, the stance that we take as Christians to harm other people. That's one way to ruin a reputation. And one of the things that God was talking about when he said do not commit adultery is to not treat people with disrespect. That's the message that we are supposed to carry forward. But, but, let's take a look at the time that this was done. Today, it's fair to say that, um, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that uh, the, if you're in a, in a uh, committed relationship or um, the genders or whatever, that we're equal, right? Um, I pray that we're, Dennis, please nod your head yes enthusiastically because you've got to go home today. So there you go. Uh, it's, that's the way that we're mo- we have evolved is that we can see that people need to be treated with respect and that is all people. But back the time that this was interpreted, when Moses first shared this commandment with his people, it was not interpreted the way that we interpret it today. It was not even thought of that way. This is the way that it was, it was thought of. If you were a woman, this meant to commit adultery meant a re- if you had relations with anyone other than your betrothed or your husband. Anyone, Right? Isn't that, that's the way we see, I'm hoping that's the way we see adultery today, right? The, the going out against anyone. But if you were a guy, at this time, it just meant relations with another man's wife or betrothed. In other words, if they were single, if they were a slave, have at it. In other words, women were the property of the men, but the men were not the property of the women. The women had no say of whether or not a man in a committed relationship wanted to have a concubine or do something else. The heroes of the Bible, if you look at Abraham, for example, Abraham has had children with his wife and with slaves. Think about that, okay? We talk about sex trafficking and all this stuff. This is going on in the Bible right now when we read this. There are slaves that did not have a choice but fathered children of people. And according to when they heard that commandment, it was okay. It was still okay. It was still okay for uh, me to read that and to look at my wife and say, see, you can't do anything, da 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 but I sure can. I'll see you in about 12 hours. Is that okay? Do we look at that and say that's okay? 
But it says that, and that's the culture that it was. That's the way that the, the God first introduced it to him. So why isn't that okay now? Shouldn't we say it's in the Bible, it's written this way, and doggone it, we have to take this word exactly the way it is, and we have to carry it forward and carry it like a burden? Some people still have. There's a major denomination right now that is at war with itself because they are fighting for the rights of women. There are still churches that say that women cannot preach. I've, I've been married, I can tell you, they can preach. <laughs> but we still take these little messages of these culture here, and we think that it's supposed to, because it's written in stone, it's supposed to be, oh, wait a minute. The Bible was, at this time, the stories of the Bible, they weren't written in stone. They were being told to one another. As a matter of fact, even the first churches after Jesus, most of the people that were in the churches, they couldn't even read. These Bibles were being told to one another. We have to remember that, okay? Because there's something about when you read by yourself that it can have like a, like a, a, almost like a warm feeling, but it can also have a cold feeling. There's something about when someone is sharing this story with people face to face that has a warmth, a community. It, it's alive. It grows. The Word of God is supposed to grow. That's where we have lost our step a couple of times. We've taken and we've henpicked a couple of things and for years, I'm talking hundreds of years, people took the culture of that time and said, that's what the rule is. You can't, but I can. And we've looked for these little things that have allowed us to continue to treat each other as less than. Because the Bible says it. We've even done that with slavery. Jesus himself, in some of his parables, mentions slavery. And we walk away for that. It was so hard for the abolitionists, for the people to, to pass the anti-slavery laws because people would say it's okay because it's in the Bible. People still say that. Imagine being from a culture where people still quote the biblical text and say it's okay for me to treat you like dirt because it's right here. But we don't do that, right? Not here in this room, right? We, we don't do that. We sit here and we say, no, adultery means both. That means you just treat each other with respect and you don't go out on one another. Slavery is not okay. The wars that you had back then, the genocide that you had back then, it's not okay. We are here, and even though the Bible said it's okay back then, we're saying it's not. Does that make us anti-Bible? Does it make us anti-Christian? Does it make us people that are unreligious? Does it make me as a preacher, uh, what I was told just a couple weeks ago, that I was uh, sending people down to hell and I was an evil spirit because I was not going against, because I was going against Scripture? Why do we look at certain things and we're able to jump over here very quickly and say, that's not okay, but it says it in the Bible, it's still not okay. 
But, it's, but the people that brought the word of God say that it's okay. It ain't. And yet we still hang on to other things that allow us to continue to treat people harshly and continue to kick people out of the church because we say it says it in the Bible. You know, it's funny if the things that we pick and choose. Anybody have bacon this morning? If you did, you know, not going to be as, the bacon will not be as hot as where you're going, according to the Bible. Uh, if you have a shirt with a mixed fabric, that's an abomination. It might breathe, but it's still wrong. Uh, during COVID, uh, people with uh, COVID should not have been sent to hospitals. They should have been sent outside of the community. And if they came into the community, it was our responsibility to kill them. It says it in the Bible. But yet, we look at those things, and we come over here into our present time, and we say, no, that's not okay. That's not okay. Because the Bible is something that was written. If the Bible is a living, breathing thing, if Scripture is alive and well, doesn't it mean that it's supposed to grow with us? Doesn't it mean that it is supposed to take us through these journeys with a core message and say that some of this stuff, you're supposed to look back and say, that's not okay. Because I believe that God even back then, was thinking of us today. And he was saying, I need them today. I am building steps so that they today will look at some of the idiot things that are going on here and say, no, we're not going to commit genocide. We're not going to kill people because they're different from us. We're, we're not going to treat women as property and we're not going to treat each other as property. We're supposed to grow with the word. We are not supposed to stay stagnant and make excuses to hurt people. The thing that they didn't have here, they, didn't, they weren't aware of it. The thing that we're aware of is Jesus. And Jesus carried one message forward, and that is love. It came in different forms, forgiveness. It came in forms of welcoming. It came in forms of uh, missionary. It came in forms of uh, being there for the people that are on the outside. It came in forms of allowing people of, that don't even believe to come in and learn about it. It was about tearing down walls. We have that now in our heads. We have that knowledge now so that we can look at things in our history and say the loopholes of adultery doesn't compute with the love of everybody. And so uh, we need to look at that for what it is. Um, the people of today, if they were to meet the people of then, the people of them would be calling us people that are not following the Bible. 
they would be calling us uh, evil spirits, people that aren't following God. Because to them, adultery meant men own women. And if you violate that over here, have we violated that message? Or have we, in a way, matured with that message? Have we taken the word of God further? Have we allowed it to grow? And if we have, if we have looked at it and said, shirts of different fabric, that's okay. Um, treating people with disrespect, that's not okay. If we've grown with that, shouldn't it mean that we look at everything the same way? Shouldn't that include people today of different cultures, races, genders, lifestyles? Shouldn't that message of love cover all of it? Because I think that if we try to take things like this, uh, the, uh, the adultery and use it in the culture that it was and continue to use the word of God to abuse people and to hurt people and to repress people, the one we're cheating on is God. The person that we're disrespecting is not only God, but it's ourselves. Are we carrying that love forward? And are we allowing the scripture to breathe and to grow with us? When you have a child that's two years old, you have certain rules for them. As that child goes older, those rules change because the child matures. The child can see more, learn more, so they start to take in more. Their judgment becomes uh, more uh, uh, mature. They're able to grow more. Shouldn't the Bible be doing the same thing with us? And hopefully the message that you're giving your own child throughout that whole time is that you love them. Hopefully the Bible's doing the same for you now. I want us to think about that, though. Will's going to play about 30 seconds of music. And if you're at the table, you can talk to each other. If you're at home, you can, talk, you can, you can just think about it. But 30 seconds just to ponder this question. What is the purpose of the Bible? Is it a set of rules? Is it a set of this? Is it a set of... What is it to you? Does it grow with you? Is it alive? What does it mean to you? What purpose does it give to you? 30 seconds and then Will will give us a song. You know, the, the Word of God sometimes, I believe, is almost like a seed. When, when you first plant a seed in the ground, it can only welcome a couple of things. It can welcome nutrients, it can welcome water, it can welcome food. But that's about it. It's limited. But that's not where the... It's not supposed to remain a seed. Years down the road, that seed grows. And in some cases, it becomes this humongous tree, a tree that can welcome birds, squirrels, life, insects, beauty, 
even people standing underneath it, getting shade, kids climbing into it. It expands. I hope that for us, the, the Word of God, when we look at some of these old stories, we continue to let it grow and expand because the whole message of God is about welcoming because it's about love. Love God. Love yourselves. Love your neighbor. Amen.